This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. Thanks to my podcast announcer and friend, T-Storm. Also, thanks to my friend, DJ Happy, for my podcast theme music. You can follow him on social media at DJ Happy. That's spelled D-J-H-A-P-P-E-E. While I'm at it, let me tell you where you can find me on social media. My Instagram is the one and only Shelly Wade. Follow, hit the notifications bell. Also, follow me on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget Shelly spelled with an E-Y. Both my Facebook page and YouTube channel are called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Follow and subscribe. And um, don't forget to bookmark my website as well, ShellyWade.com. On the blog is where you can find um, all kinds of great content on there. So um, there are a few shouts I want to send out. First of all, I want to shout out to my friends at CBS New York. They had me on both before the Grammys and after the Grammys, um, you know, just offering my music expertise. (laughs) So uh, before the Grammys, I appeared um, with a group of other experts talking about our predictions for the Grammys. And then after the Grammys, Monday morning after the Grammys, I um, appeared on CBS New York for a post-Grammys discussion. And I posted some behind-the-scenes footage of my visit there. And I posted full episodes if you missed me on uh, the show. It's all on my social media and my website. So check it all out on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade, on Twitter at Shelly Wade, don't forget Shelly spelled with an E-Y and on um, Facebook at um, All the Rage with Shelly Wade. So also want to shout out to my friends at the Universal Hip Hop Museum. A couple of weekends ago, I visited them for the first time and I had the absolute best time. So shout out to uh, the museum's founder, Rocky Bucano, as well as the legendary Cutman LG and everyone at the museum for showing us such a great time, such great hospitality. I absolutely love the Universal Hip Hop Museum. So um, I featured my tour of the museum and my interview with Rocky Bucano on the new episode of my New York City digital travel show called Shelly's New York Playlist, where I visit places of note all around New York and the tri-state area. I visit restaurants and events. And on the new episode, which debuted uh, last week, I visit the Universal Hip Hop Museum. I have two versions of Shelly's New York Playlist. One version is a short form version on my uh, social media. The other version is my entire tour and and my entire interview with Rocky Bucano. And you can check that out on my YouTube and on my website. So again, don't miss any of this really wonderful, entertaining and fabulous content on my social media and on my website. So again, the website is ShellyWade.com. Just click on the blog and it'll take you to all of that content. Don't forget Shelly's spelled with an E-Y, and you can check out all of the other content on my Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade, on my Twitter at Shelly Wade, Shelly spelled with an E-Y, on my Facebook and YouTube at All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Okay, got that out of the way. So first of all, I want to apologize for not um, offering you um, a new episode of the podcast last week. It was just really a crazy busy week. And, um, you know, there was just a lot going on and I just didn't have the time to sit down and record a new episode. So um, 
Please forgive me for that, but thank you so much for taking the time to check back this week. On today's episode, episode 24, I give you an update on my dating app adventures. Also, there's some new data out telling us which cities has the most single women and which cities have the most single men. I'll share the stats with you on this episode. Um, Also, I uh, mentioned last episode that I was going to have a financial expert on with me, but um, I had uh, already had a guest in mind, but then um, that booking fell through. But I'm still going to share some really good um, financial um, info with you. Uh, it's called the Single Woman's Guide to Managing Money at Every Age. You know, I, 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 you know, like this info because I am single. But listen, really, this data is good for any woman, whether you're single or attached. So again, the Woman's Guide to Managing Money at Every Age, uh, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. You've got some great financial guidelines for us to follow, and I'll share those with you as well. So my dating app adventures. So I, I I think I told you the last couple of episodes that I was on um, a dating site and um, that I felt like mm, it just didn't feel right to me, but I was trying to stick with it, you know, but then I just came to the point where I was like, you know, listen, this is just not for me. I just, I know that I've met people and I've spoken with people. I know I have friends who've met people on dating sites and they've successfully met their partner or their their husbands. Um, but I just, listen, um, I just, when I was on dating apps years ago and when I was on the dating app just a couple of weeks ago, I just did not like the experience. There was just too much that just was not my, my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I could go into specifics. Okay, you know, I feel like, uh, and I was telling T-Storm this on the last episode, I feel like when you're on these sites, people's insecurities just really shine bright. And 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 I'm not saying that in a negative way because we all have insecurities, right? But when you go on someone's um profile and there you know the profile if you're writing something about yourself your bio um, and you're supposed to uh, share why someone would be interested in dating you I think that that is the space where you should be, you know, just telling us all the amazing things about yourself. I don't think there's any room for negativity on on that space, on that area. So if I'm going through someone's um, someone's profile and they're saying a bunch of negative things in their profile, like, don't click on me, don't like me if you're this or if you're that, and I'm like, mm, that's just not, no, mm-mm, this is not the space for that already sounds like you have drama, let me pass. <laughs> and there's another instance I can share with you, you know, without giving any names or anything, but this guy had expressed interest in me. So I was like, okay, he seems like he's uh, from his profile. He seems pretty cool. And um, so we talked, you know, just very lightly. There wasn't any serious conversation. Uh, we messaged each other. We never got to the point where we were, where we, where we shared our numbers with each other, but we were just messaging each other, just very, very, um, very lighthearted uh, conversation. How are you today? Oh, do you really live in this city? And, you know, you work in the city and, you know, just small talk. And um, 
there were a couple of days where I wasn't able to be on the dating app because I was really busy. And when I finally came back to the dating app, he had left me a couple of messages. Again, really small talk. He never got to the point where he asked me anything serious about myself because I was trying to engage him in conversation. But he never really asked me a lot about myself, which I found was interesting because he was the one who expressed interest in me. But he didn't seem like he was interested in finding anything out new about me. So anyway, Anyway, after being off this off the app for a couple of days, I finally signed back on and um, he had left me a couple of messages just really quick. Hey, how are you? Nothing really serious. And I, I replied to him. Hey, how are you? You know, and then he came back to me and he was like, hey, listen, you know, um, you seem like, you know, you're you're um, you're unavailable emotionally. I'm like, wait, what? You know, for how, how how do you know I'm unavailable emotionally when you haven't asked me anything about myself, basically? And so just because I wasn't on the app for a couple of days, he decides for himself without asking anything personal about me that I am emotionally unavailable, which... Um, and I said to him, I said, hey, listen, why don't we, since we're, we seem to be on the app at different times, why don't we set up a, a video chat so that we can talk a little more, you know, uh, we can go into more detail about each other. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like that's a good idea because, you know, it can tell you whether the person is really who they say they are. If they look at all like their picture, you can get a better vibe from someone, I feel like, if you're looking at them and talking to them, right? I mean, it's not 100% fail-proof, fail but it's still is, um, I think, a great way to know someone a little better or to get a better vibe from someone. So I suggested we do a video chat. And then he comes back with a, hey, listen, we sure we could set up a video chat. But, you know, if you're emotionally um, unavailable, you know, it'll reveal itself in time. And I'm like, this guy is really weird because he's barely asked me anything personal about myself. And then he's claiming that he knows that I'm emotionally unavailable. And I, you know, and I said to him, I said, listen, hey, you know, I said, um, <laughs> I said, just from the fact that I requested a video chat with you, that would let you know that I am um, trying to invest in getting to know you a little better. So so the emotionally unavailable is kind of unfounded. You have assumed that about me without asking me anything, trying to find out anything of substance about me. And you just jumped to that conclusion. And I just said, hey, listen, it, it just probably means we're not a match. <laughs> so, but I wish you luck in your, <laughs> in your search and on your journey, you know, and um, that was that. And I just thought, you know, you, you can't just jump to that kind of, so I thought that he jumped to that conclusion, probably based on past experiences that he's had. Now, listen, we all carry um, baggage with us, Unfortunately, it's, it's just the way of life. Um, but on a dating site, I think that things should be, especially at first when you're trying to get to know someone, I think that things should be a little more breezy instead of you jumping to really serious conclusions about someone like that if you haven't even taken the time to get to know them. And so there were a few weird experiences like that, not just with this guy, but with other guys that I thought, mm -mm, this, this dating app thing is just not for me. So I deleted my profile. And I was like, mm, I think that how I am going to meet my guy, just like I told T-Storm in the last episode, is I'm going to meet my guy by getting 
out there and living my life, you know, one of my big goals of this year since last year, you know, I, I just was just so busy trying to get reacclimated to being back in New York. Um, one of my, I, I wasn't socializing enough, right? So one of my goals this year is to socialize, and I am doing so well in um, in that goal. You know, I've been getting out more, hanging out with friends more, connecting with old friends, making new friends, and it's really been wonderful. And I had another friend that I was hanging out with the other weekend. She said to me, Shelly, you know what? I think it's just, you know, just getting out there, spending time with guys, even male friends. And, you know, that 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 male energy around you is a good thing when you're, you know, ready to start getting out there and dating again. And and I have been doing just that. I've been spending time with female friends and male friends. And, um, you know, I have some great male energy around me. I'm feeling really positive about it. I don't know when I'll meet my guy. In the meantime, I'm having fun just spending time with friends, period. And I do believe that I will meet my guy out there, while I'm out there living my life, and it'll come when the time is right. I'm not desperate. I'm not forcing it. I, I will know when the time is right. And that is my, do- my dating app um, adventure update. I am no longer on the dating app. Uh, my, my friend who was telling me about the male energy, she was like, well, I heard that this dating app is better for you. And I heard that I'm not, she, she mentioned a couple of other dating apps. I just don't think I'm a dating app person. I just don't know if I'll ever try another dating app. I hate to say never, but I just didn't like the experience this time. Didn't like the experience when I tried it a couple of times years ago. So I just don't think I'm a dating app kind of person. So there's that. Meanwhile, um, there's some new data, as I said, some new census data that tells us which cities have the most single women and which cities have the most single men. Now, um, according to this census data, the city with the most single people, overall people, is Richmond, Virginia. Wow. Uh, And the city with the most single men is Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wait a minute. I moved back to New York. Would I really should have moved to Minneapolis, the hometown of Prince, <laughs> to meet my man? Because <laughs> there, there's more of a dating pool there. <laughs> and um, Buffalo has the most single women. So according to U.S. Census data, the cities with the most singles are Richmond, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Newark, New Jersey, which actually isn't far from me. So maybe I should go in hang out in Newark more often. (laughs) Um, Cincinnati, Ohio, Atlanta, Baton Rouge, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and Detroit. So that's, those are the cities with the most single people overall. Um, And the cities with the most single men specifically are Minneapolis, Atlanta, Newark, Pittsburgh, Madison, Wisconsin, Richmond, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Buffalo, and Reno, Nevada. Um, if you are in the market for single women, this these are the cities where you can find more of them. Buffalo, Richmond, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Newark, Baton Rouge, 
Washington, D.C., Atlanta, and Baltimore. So there you have it. Those are the cities with the most single people, the most single men, and the most single women. Okay, so um, let's move on to, you know, I told you one of my big goals, and this has been a goal for the life of the podcast, is is to become more financially savvy. And uh, I was supposed to have a financial expert on this um, this episode, as I said earlier, but those plans fell through. I had someone and then um, uh, those plans fell through. But I did find an article that I thought uh, was really cool. Um, it's called The Single Woman's Guide to Managing Money at Every Age. This is an article by Better by Today. Now, the thing about it is, is that it says for single women, but I believe these are really great financial guidelines for women if you're single or if you're attached. So I'm going to share them with you. And it's this article is by Jean Chatsky. Um, so in your 20s, Jean says that um, these are some great guidelines for you financially. Ensure your first jobs offer the total package. Yeah, in addition to negotiating the highest possible salary. Look for packages that include a 401k, affordable health care, and tuition reimbursement if graduate school is uh, in your future. Also, um, get a grip on student debt and add beneficiaries to all your financial accounts and see an attorney for a will. I mean, that's great advice for anyone who, whether you're in your 20s or not, if you haven't done so already. They're also saying learn how to save and invest. And finally, get a budget using an easy-to-use budgeting software. Um, In your 30s, here are some great financial guidelines. Pay down your debt. Consider a financial planner. Load up your 401k or IRA and think about real estate. Yeah, it says more single women than ever are buying homes. If that appeals, now's a good time when you're in your 30s. If you buy in your 30s, you can be mortgage-free by the time you retire. Just don't do it if you think you'll be moving in a five-year time period. Um, These are some financial guidelines if you're in your 40s. Remind yourself that no one is going to give you a retirement loan. In this decade, you may be feeling squeezed on both sides from aging parents and college-bound kids in need of financial and emotional support, but you should continue to prioritize your own savings goals. Don't slow down. Also, decide whether you need life insurance. As a single woman, you may hear that it's not necessary to have life insurance because you have no dependents. However, this is not necessarily true. Uh, The article says if you have co-signers on student loans, a mortgage, an auto loan, or even just don't want the burden of funeral costs to fall on loved ones, life insurance is essential. And if you have kids, it's, it's a must. Also in your 40s, build your backup plans. It's particularly important for single women to have people in their corner to take care of them if they can't take care of themselves. Name durable powers of attorney for your health care and finances who can make medical and money decisions on your behalf if you are unable. And finally, 
consider short-term or long-term disability options. Um, and these are some um, great guidelines for uh, you if you're in your 50s financially. Take advantage of catch-up contributions. In this decade and the one that follows, you'll be eligible to kick in an additional $6,000 to your 401k. Put away as much extra cash as you can. Also, get on a 10-year plan to total debt freedom. You want to retire completely debt-free. Make sure your mortgage has been refinanced to the lowest rate possible. And if you have a relatively new 30-year mortgage, look at paying it off in 15. If you still have any student loans for you or your kids, now's the time to pay those off too. Also, start thinking more seriously about end-of-life decisions. Make sure the beneficiaries on your will are up-to-date, particularly if you got divorced in the last few years. You also need to think seriously about investing in long-term care insurance that can help out with medical expenses. And finally clean up all your old retirement accounts. If you've worked at several different companies, you may have left various retirement accounts sitting unattended. It's time to roll those over into a current plan. A financial planner can help you do that. And finally, in your 60s, Don't be afraid to downsize. Look to be near friends and family for emotional reasons as much as anything else. A small apartment near loved ones can be much more comfortable than a large home where you'll be more isolated. Also, make sure all estate plan documents are in order. This includes your will, power of attorney, health care directive, and life insurance. Also, seriously run a calculation of how much long you want to work. Do you have a career that will allow you to work part-time for the rest of your life? When do you want to stop? The article asks. You may also want to start thinking about mentoring someone at work and passing on some of your wisdom and experience. So there you have it. The single woman or the woman's guide to managing money at every age. I hope that some of those financial guidelines are helpful for you. And that is today's episode. Next episode, I am going to delve more into and elaborate more about redefining my career goals because that's one of my big goals for the life of this podcast. I think that sometimes we do need to revisit our goals and 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 remind ourselves what's important to us because as we grow, um, you know, in age and maturity level, some things kind of fall off and they're important. So I really want to you know really re-examine those career goals that were always they always seem to be important to me since I you know was in my twenties and. I want to re-examine them to see if they're still important to me now. So I will elaborate on redefining my career goals. I'll also let you know about my efforts um, to uh, volunteer more and so much more in episode 25. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out episode 24. Love you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe and um, make any kind of comments or reviews of the podcast because those things really do help uh, podcast listeners discover my All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. I'll talk to you next episode. Wishing you all the best for this coming week. Love 
love you so much. Mwah. This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast.